Hey TRB fans, for the best in Star Wars accessories and jewelry, head to jewelrybrands.shop for items spanning the entire Star Wars galaxy from the Mandalorian to the Skywalker Saga and beyond. I'm wearing a Grogu pin myself right now. Their items are top of the line, best stuff you can get out there. And make sure you use code TRB at checkout to get 10% off your order. Jewelrybrands.shop, the best in Star Wars accessories and jewelry. Everybody, welcome back to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thanks for joining us today. It is Thursday, but we're doing our uh, news take show because uh, we had Make Solo 2 Happen Day on Monday, which was a great day. So thanks to everybody who participated in that. Yes. Uh, we didn't have a uh, normal episode that day. We did a live stream on Monday night. If you haven't checked that out, go back to the channel and uh, check that out. Not sure if we put it on the podcast feed yet. Uh, if we do, we'll obviously let everybody know. But uh, we're here to talk about all the latest in Star Wars news and actually something that just came out literally hot off the interwebs that we're going to react to in just a moment here. But Lacey and James are with me as always. Uh, Lacey, how are you doing today? Lacey. That was really weird how you just said my name. I'm good. Mm. I am feeling really, really great off of Monday. You know, it's really hard to leave uh, a day like Make Solo 2 Happen Day and not feel wonderful about the community that we have and the people in the Star Wars fandom that just love this galaxy like we do. And And it's just like you can be having a bad day and then you have a day like that and you're like, this will get me by for a while. <laughs> yeah, recharge mm-hmm. the old fan batteries, right, James? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. No, Make Solo 2, uh, Make Solo 2 Happen Day was awesome. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Uh, if anybody, if you haven't gone back and checked out like our live video, um, it was just that, that was our like wind down, you know, of everything. We're like, we saw this, we saw this, we saw this. (laughs) It was crazy. It was fun. Um, so if you, um, if you weren't able to participate or anything like that, like kind of go watch that video because it will help make feel like you were part of it, especially with the, the chat that was popping in. And the man behind this guy popped in for a little Mm -hmm. cameo. Jonas Mm -hmm. Sotomo Mm -hmm. popped in to... (laughs) say uh that he supports what we do and all that i mean it is unreal it really is but uh someone that Jonas knows pretty well at this point uh there's going to be our little cold open here to react to and that was a video that has been circulating social media over the past couple of days of uh John Boyega sort of in some weird 45 degree angle impromptu oddly lit video where someone clearly asked him about if he'd come back as Finn uh and it looks like you know they want to pick up where they left off with him being force sensitive or whatever but he reacted to that saying that he would as long as it's Kath- kathleen kennedy jj abrams and the whole crew and all that stuff and, and they do it right and all that so uh interesting comments a very quick snippet i'm sure he'll have to react to it if he hasn't already <laughs> uh this obviously comes out on thursday but uh interesting interesting words from john boyega who just as recently as last summer said he was done and yeah uh, he was all set so it's it's amazing what time does it, it always it never fails what time can do to wounds 
among other things. So, uh, Lacey, what, what was your initial reaction? We literally just watched this thing, so. My initial reaction is I love John Boyega. He's the best. <laughs> That's my initial. Smells like, great from what I hear. He smells wonderful. Uh, no, he's just like the nicest guy and he's the biggest Star Wars fan. So anytime I get to see him talking about Star Wars, I get excited because, you know, he's excited. And in the past year when he's had, uh, you know, stories and situations that weren't positive, you feel for him, not just as, yeah. a, as a Star Wars fan, but as a human being. So it's nice to see him positively talking about Star Wars again. Um, yeah. That being said, it's kind of interesting that the day that this video comes out, fans were talking like crazy over the weekend about how they want to see him come back and be force sensitive. They want him to be in some type of executive producer role if he comes back or have some type of creative role behind the scenes to have his input because he's... Really? Yeah, because he said in the past that he would give notes and stuff to directors or like say, hey, I'm trying to get into my character more. And he's been on the production side for other things that it wouldn't surprise me if he wanted to be involved on the creative end as well. But it's just kind of fun that fans were talking about how much they love John Boyega and how they want to see him come back as a force sensitive Finn because we all got that hint at the end of The Rise of Skywalker. And then to have him come back like the next day and be like, yeah, sure, I'd be into it. It's like mm -hmm. really exciting because you're like, he must be reading these things. He must be seeing that people really want him to come back as a Jedi. And like right. what Star Wars fan doesn't want to be a Jedi? So like I would love to see that happen for him. Yeah, it's yeah. like make Finn Jedi happen or something. Now, this uh, this video is interesting because what we saw was just like a very quick snippet. And it looks like it looks like he was even we don't hear what he was specifically asked. And it looks like he was even leaning into um. <clears throat> you know, maybe some of the things that would have to happen or who would need to be involved, be involved or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And we didn't get to hear that, that portion of it. The interesting thing though, is that what he does land on is, uh, Kathleen being involved and JJ being involved. And, uh, for me, the big one there is Kathleen, because I think, I think the first that, thing people jump to. Yeah. is not. Yeah. Kathleen. Cause it was, <laughs> it was that, he, you know, he was very vocal that he didn't like, you know, the way that it went or whatever. And then, since that happened, there was this very specific, like I had a sit down meeting with the people at Lucasfilm and at Disney about the direction and blah, 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 blah. And it seems like all of that was ironed out to an extent that like, it might not have even ever been, uh, you know, Kathleen Kennedy or something. There might've been other people pulling strings and stuff that maybe he just doesn't want to work with. And he goes, at the end of the day, it's fine. And I'm willing to return. It's cool. But you know, just not if these people are involved or whatever. And I, we don't know who those people are, mm -hmm. but one thing that was kind of a, um, a fan, I don't want to say fan thing, but like a, a rumor or possibility was that it was Kathleen Kennedy that was ultimately pulling strings at, you know, whatever. And that just doesn't seem to be the case. Cause he's like, she's like a go-to name of like, it's definitely gotta be this person. This mm -hmm. person's on my team. This person's a hundred percent there. Right. And that's yeah. the CEO of Lucasfilm, you know? Uh, mm -hmm. so it's like or uh president <laughs> no, president yeah and jj because jj yeah. created finn jj gave him the role so i could totally be yeah. see him being like look he brought me into this i want him <clears throat> there yeah but boyega has never shied away from how much he loves jj abrams mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. um i think he liked what they did with finn in the rise of skywalker and you know a lot of people maybe didn't pick up on the fact that there's several points in that movie where Finn is clearly force sensitive and they're starting to lean back in that direction that maybe JJ had initial plans for in the force awakens. 
that they jettisoned in the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, and look at the holiday special. Even they they, they have Finn training with the lightsaber, right? right? So right, right. It, it's all it's all leaning in that direction. And I think you know we're only a year and a few months removed from the rise of Skywalker, and he's already saying I'd come back. We we the three of us are saying we're not going to see them till maybe like twenty thirty. By that time, it's going to feel really fresh again, and maybe he'd be even more excited to come back and he'll be in his mid thirties, mm-hmm. you know, uh, probably have more of other stuff in his career under his belt, probably make may, may more producer work, maybe to the point where he won't want to produce for star Wars. He just wants to show up and hit his marks like uh Harrison Ford, you know? So, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it felt good to see that because, you know, I always talk about how we see the Marvel actors, you know, Oh, I love it. Uh, I'm so glad uh, Robert Downey Jr. Mega star. So he's still happy to this day to be Tony Stark. He's I not, think he'd come back uh, if they offered it. He's not tired of it or like I've done it. I'm I'm beyond the big thing, and and it's nice to see one of one of people on our side here on Star Wars like coming around to embracing it uh, and not being seventy and doing it. You know, so right, right. Uh, it's cool. I'm curious to see what his reaction t- was uh, uh, to that. But uh, you know, we're recording this ahead of putting this out, so uh, we'll have more thoughts on Monday if there is more to that uh, for sure. Um, but what what was the other thing? We're, we're uh, oh Monday, Lacey. We're announcing our winners for the Make Solo Two Happen giveaway on Monday, right? Yeah. So we have two giveaways still going on for Make Solo Two Happen. We wanted to give you guys ample time to enter. Uh, there is one on Twitter, which is you have to tweet Make Solo Two Happen five times and you're entered. And then there's one on Instagram, which has a couple more steps. So it's follow us, follow jewelry brands who donated dice for the giveaway. And um, just tag someone in the comments that likes Make Solo to Happen. And you can get an extra entry if you share the story as well. So you have Sweet until easy. end of day tomorrow, basically, to enter. We're going to pick someone on Friday. And then we'll announce the winners on Monday. All right. Very good. Good good times, good stuff, mm-hmm. and good luck to everybody. Um, all right. Now let's get into the meat and potatoes of the show, which is the other news that uh, we have to talk about. A lot of catching up to do here, right, James? Oh, big time. Here we go. All right, so you may have seen uh, recently that Dave Filoni, fan favorite, uh, was recently made the executive creative director at Lucasfilm, right? But here's the thing. There was no big announcement. It seemed like it was somebody's like, wait a minute, I just noticed this. What's going on here, right? And it took a little bit to dig into this we reached out uh and then eventually we got the real story from variety who clarified that uh uh when they talked to lucasfilm it was uh no he's he's there was no announcement because he's been executive creative director he's at least one of the creative exec or executive creative directors um we didn't announce it and you're just now noticing it because we're just a little behind on the website <laughs> the website got updated to his right. correct title and uh, all of a sudden everybody uh lost their minds here um because <laughs> i think there's been a lot of there's been a lot of speculation that whoever is going to be in charge of like the story and making things come together and everything like that it should be dave filoni right and then you hear this title and you're immediately like oh my gosh they did it today's the day and it's like well <laughs> last year was the day and he's not even the only one he shares that title with uh doug chang and um with um uh john knoll uh ilm fame yeah so uh and rogue one fame i should say but uh 
But no, let's Photoshop talk a little bit fame. about this. Uh, the fame Photoshop I know fame. From. Yeah. <laughs> Visual effects guru fame. No, not, uh, not to downplay Doug Chang either. Dude's amazing. But uh, John, what are your thoughts on uh, this whole thing that kind of how it, it kind of unrolled? Yeah, it's it's interesting that it, um, it it always comes down to, you know, someone observing something on a surface value thing, like an update on the website. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's one of those things where Lucasfilm is just like, no one goes to our website. Like, has anyone checked if we've updated that? Like Kathleen Kennedy's at lunch, like eating her salad and just like, or maybe she eats like an Italian combo. I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. not here to judge. But she, <laughs> she, she goes, you know, has anybody updated our website lately? Like, we promoted Dave last summer. It's been like, a crazy who, year. They might have just who's in charge of our website layout? Like, go update that website. Like, oh yeah, okay. And they do it, and then like the people who are always looking every day to make to see if Kathleen Kennedy got fired are like, <laughs> uh, she's still there. Wait, what's this? Dave Filoni, creative executive director, and then it goes on Reddit, and then every blog in the world covers it. And Variety uh, did a great job here. Adam B. Very said he had spoken with people who said that uh, he was promoted last summer. And I, I think it's great. But I also think they still should have made it a big deal out of it because, you know, there's not many people who dislike Dave Filoni. Um, now, I'm not the hugest fan of the Clone Wars, and that's fine. But uh, I like Dave Filoni, and I, I know he understands Star Wars very well. He's the, uh, like I always say, the the one clinging arm uh, hanging on to the George Lucas and his way of, of telling Star Wars. And that's very important, and I think you know, they obviously understand that by giving him the position. So even though it got its big splash without them creating the splash recently, I think they should have made a bigger deal out of it, even if they had to do it now. Because Star Wars no matter what or when, it will always benefit from PR wins. It needs PR wins at all times. So I'm very surprised they didn't say something about it. I think that was a missed opportunity. I think mm-hmm. they, they they should have. But yeah, in the article I brought up that Doug Chang also has the title, as does John Knoll. Now, John Knoll does that with ILM, but that gives you a perspective of what type of role that is because John Knoll is one of the head guys over there. He's been there for a very long time. He's the reason why he worked on the prequels. He's a, the reason why we have Rogue One. He came up with the idea for the movie. Um, very respected in that field. And then you have Doug Chang, who's legendary at Lucasfilm. He's been there since the, I don't know, the early 90s. Uh, and he's, he's, he's a staple. And now you're giving that title to Dave Filoni in a different space, but you're giving that title to him. And that's why I put it in the article. And, you know, pe- I won't get into it, but pe- you know, people who have a YouTube channel tried to pinpoint things about it that was uh that we put in the article and i'm like i had to set him straight but that's all right um (laughs) but they gave they gave dave filoni this title and that's a big deal because he is going to be a major part of the executive uh overlay of the creative direction and Mm -hmm. and that's a huge deal and i know you know that's one of those things that i'm sure like even george lucas who i don't know that he's the biggest fan of uh, what they're doing with star wars these days but i think uh he would obviously sign off and give his endorsement for that because Dave Filoni is his understudy. Uh, so I think it's, I think it's great news. I'm curious what that means in terms of future for live action, because you still have the other people involved. Michelle Regwan still head of live action development as VP. Um, but I'm curious what that means. Is it, uh, you handle business here and Dave's going to handle story structure and maybe be more of in charge of the story group and what they do with those types of decisions. I like that. So I'm very curious what that means. But to me, this is just 
it's a it's a win it's nothing but a win and it's very good for star wars any type of branch of star wars fandom seems to like dave filoni and anytime you can bring those fans together like we just saw even on monday with what we did i think it's a great thing and uh star wars needs pr win so put out your press releases about dave filoni yeah Lacey, is this a is this a good thing I think so. I think anytime Dave Filoni is involved with something, it does really well with not only fans, but for Lucasfilm too. Um, it's interesting that there's only three people with this role, which is like we said, John Knoll, Doug Chang, and Dave Filoni. Um, when you look at those three people across the board, you have John Knoll, who's the guy at ilm does all the technical stuff we talked with hal hickle about how he's like oh let me create this virtual scene in one night because i'm bored like that's who he is so then you have that guy kind of pushing the creative direction for those kind of visual effects and and creative decisions with that then you have doug chang who does all the artwork so we saw him do artwork for his team do artwork for the high republic we saw him do it for all the different movies rogue one i think he does the intro for the rogue one art of rogue one book Mm -hmm. um so then if you have that pre-production concept type of team for Lucasfilm, you have Doug kind of heading that up. And then that leaves the kind of production story side, which feeds into those two other sides through Dave Filoni. That's how I'm seeing it, at least, which makes sense because Dave so far is the one connecting all these projects. Like if you look at what Ahsoka has done alone for all the projects, connecting them all together, and then how he brought her and Bo-Katan into the Mandalorian and wo- working with, um, I almost said wookieing with, working with <laughs> that works. John that works. Favreau and someone that came from the Marvel side that doesn't know the inner workings of Star Wars, but Dave does. He's the one that's like kind of fact checking and being like, okay, well, this person could be here. Could Could Luke Skywalker show up? Yes, he could. Mm. That kind of thing. It totally makes sense for me that he has this role. He's made such an impact at Lucasfilm since he got there, uh, which, again, one of my favorite things about Dave Filoni is hearing his story about how he thought the SpongeBob guys were pranking him about his interview with Lucasfilm is <laughs> still like oh, one right. of my favorite stories yeah. that he's ever told. Um, that and like George Lucas giving him a hard time, like when he was talking to him, he was like, mm-hmm. no, that's not how this would work. But um, like you said, John, I think... It is weird that they didn't announce this. It just seemed like a really easy win to say, hey, fans, guess what? This guy you really like, he's in charge. <laughs> and then everyone's kind of yeah. like, oh, okay, cool. Um, I think it was probably either one of two things. Dave probably was like, don't make a big deal about it. Or two, this took place during COVID. And it might have just slipped through the cracks that it just didn't get updated. But I'm saying do it now then. Like, who cares? True, true. Absolutely. And they could have, and they didn't, and they probably won't because <laughs> it's one of those like, oh, we missed our moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, but regardless, I, it's awesome that he's got this role and I can't wait to see what he does with it and all the new projects that are coming out, which we're going to talk about a bunch of them in the rest of the segment, are from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I... I I don't know. I, I don't know a lot about this type of stuff, but when I was when I'm in my head, when I'm trying to think, why wouldn't they announcement announce this? I don't know because his involvement right now has to do with the the shows, and he's very right. attached to John Favreau. Right. And naming him something that sounds, you know, executive creative director sounds now that he's been promoted above John, which people and thought I, immediately. And I, I'm like, I, I think just something weird about that just doesn't really like mesh, um, mm-hmm. you know. So I think maybe that is potentially why. But I, mm-hmm. I do like the move. Um, 
And uh, this is not the way that it works at all. But in my head, when I think about these three, and I think you got, you got these pillars, you know, you got Doug, who um, says what the world is going to look like. He creates that kind of look and feel. And then you have um, John, who kind of takes that and says, how are we going to make it real? How are we going to mm-hmm. bring that to life, whether it's practical or visual, whatever? And then you have um, Dave Filoni now, who's kind of a, a third representative of that world and says, how are we going to make people care about it? How, how are we going to create the characters and the heart of Star Wars that is going to attach people long term to the things that the other two just, you know, brought to life? Um, That's a good way. So, it. yeah, I think there's I think there's something interesting about why these people are put in the position they are, because it, it's very important that all three of those um, get hit in order for Star Wars to be successful. Um, and these three people uh, have very much proved themselves to be those those people. And this doesn't include people like J.J. Abrams or uh, John Favreau, like I said, because those are outside people that they're bringing in um, to to work on this project. And this, uh, what we're discussing now, are are individuals who work for Lucasfilm, and that is their job title to do this right. for Lucasfilm. Right consistently for years you know so it's right i don't know it's just kind of interesting but yeah um i can't say anything you guys haven't said big win surprised they didn't announce it um maybe there's some sense to that uh and it's good to have him in that role because we know he's not going anywhere you know james lacy you said any anywhere that anything that dave touches uh is good i think I think now people are just starting to see that with i would agree with that and i will Mm -hmm. totally say i'm one of them Mm-hmm. Right, and and when you look at all this, it's just <laughs> stop. I knew that I was going to come back. I knew it. <laughs> I <right>. knew it. <laughs> um. Well, moving on here, uh, let's talk a little bit about those live action shows because we've got the Book of Boba Fett coming up here, and uh, we saw some patches recently that seemingly hint uh, they might be the patches that come from the Book of Boba Fett crew. Um, and part of that is because on the, the, the patches, it says, uh, the term Buccaneer. Now we know that Star Wars always uses these working titles, but Buccaneer was not really confirmed. And mm-hmm. it was something that, uh, we weren't sure if it was referring to Mandalorian season three, or if it was referring to something else. And then we recently saw Tamara Morrison doing a signing and he was wearing a hoodie that said B- Buccaneer in the same font. So, uh, the guys over at, um, Boba Fett fan club, um, they kind of pieced all this stuff together and they said, look, Buccaneer is official. You can see it here. It's obviously somewhat Boba Fett involved and they put some pieces together and they're coming to terms with the fact that the working title Buccaneer is probably the uh, production of the book of Boba Fett. So I'm going to start with you on this one. Lacey, did you see the patches? Do you like them? Do you believe it? What's the story here for you? Man, Star Wars fans and crew members love (laughs) patches. Can I tell you a story yeah. really quick? Star Wars Celebration, sure. there was one year. I forget what year it was. I think it was 2016. 2016, we didn't have patches. We didn't make patches. People flipped out so much that they overnighted patches in, like logo patches for a celebration. Really? Yeah. People were like Jeez. all about, like all the 501st guys have the big, well, not big. They're not all big, but the vests and the jean jackets uh-huh. and stuff, kind of like biker type 
Yep, it's with a all the it's a collection thing. It's like pins yeah. and patches and stickers, probably. Like like, could you imagine going to celebration? And there's no stickers anywhere. You're like, okay, right, what? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> but yeah, the patch thing. I just saw that and I was like, they love their patches. Uh, as for the buccaneer thing, totally makes sense. We talked about this in the fall. We originally thought it was tied to either Mandalorian. I knew the three of us threw around that maybe it was Lando because there were rumors at the time that Lando was getting his own show. Uh, I then threw out, what if it was solo? <laughs> and it's not. Um, especially since he's wearing a sweatshirt that says Buccaneer on it. He basically gave yeah. it away. <laughs> Tem was like, yo, it is this. Um, also, that sweatshirt, I have a couple Lucasfilm sweatshirts, and they look just like that. Like, literally with Though, the white zipper and the... If they had Boba Fett in Solo, you would imagine he would play him. True. I know that's not this. I'm just True. Saying, just... And if that was the case, we're all jokes right now <laughs> that if that, no. if that actually happened no, just, yeah. it, it, i think they broke it down uh not to jump in but i think they broke it down to like uh that two things are confirmed here it's that the same the it's term the same buccaneer font. is real yes and, it's and the it same was font. being used in some official capacity and mm-hmm. it proved that at least one of the three patches that you see were legitimate were legit because it's the same yeah. font and everything and the same size and whatnot Mm-hmm. Um, which makes sense. I mean, Mandalorian was Huckleberry, I believe. Uh, so yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm just, I get really excited seeing Tem doing anything and like having his little sweatshirt on makes me pump for him. So just mm-hmm. seeing that image, I was like, yay, you have your own show. Aren't you so excited? Yeah. Um, but other than that, that's great. I can't wait to see it. And I saw an article. I think I actually, it was this article. Uh, it's supposed to come out. No, it was Variety. I lied. Variety's update on the series, and they said it's come out in December, so it is good to go, which gets me excited. Yeah. Um. So yeah. For sure. Can't wait to see wow. it. John, um, you probably know more than any of us all these like weird, crazy con- titles and stuff like a Black Diamond and Trixie. You're the one that <laughs> yeah. always needs to cover these types of stories as they come through. So when you saw this, um, in in your head, what has been the 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 timeline here in the story, uh, for you? Well, I don't know because sometimes working titles mean Jack, you know, sometimes it's, <laughs> oh, I want to reference an old movie theater that I grew up seeing like Avco or, you know, whatever it was for episode seven with J.J. Abrams, you know, but um, Buccaneer, I think is interesting because it is thematic in terms of what they've been doing because they did the cowboy working title for Mando and now this mm-hmm. is Pirate. Um, and a lot of people falsely identified Buccaneer as Mandalorian season three. And I think that's why you saw some things popping up. Oh, Mando season three is done filming and stuff. But it turns out this is for Boba Fett, it appears. I do like the sticker, I think that is. I don't know if it's a patch or sticker. The book, the one that says Buccaneer season one, because it's legacy effects. And that's the company that Hal Hickel had told us about. You know, they, you know, it's, not, oh, it's not always just ILM. You know, mm-hmm. legacy effects came in and did a lot of creature work. And I think they helped out with even Baby Yoda and um, or Grogu. Sorry, uh, <laughs> they 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 did a lot of creature work, and it says here creature crew. So a lot of legacy effects going on for the Book of Boba Fett. And I'm trying to look at, you know, that. I love the different it, crews. There's like model crew, I'm not creature lie. crew. It looks like a Gamorrean guard on the right. And, and a, there's something very furry on the other side. I, Is that a Wookiee? Got to be a Wookiee. Yeah. So I, I was th- going to bring this up that I thought, well, also the Gamorrean, he's dropping the axe there. You can see. Looks so like it just got shot th- out of his hand. Yeah. 
So it looks like there's clearly going to be more action going down around Jabba's palace and that sort of thing, which I like, which means they're going to be using that more. Oh, that's um, totally a Wookiee. I'm now zooming in on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's very interesting because there have been rumors about there being a black furred Wookiee in Mandalorian season three. Maybe it's what not. if again, yeah. that's another mistake. And this is for Boba Fett where this, this Wookiee, I forget there's a bounty hunter Wookiee. I forget his name. Black Chris Anton. But, yeah, so maybe that's who's going to be in this show in the in the book of Boba Fett because obviously he's going to be entangled against other bounty hunters. You know that. Yeah. I still think Bosk is going to pop up here at some point because they've been trying to use Bosk forever, and they they brought Trandosians back for Mandalorian, uh, so that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I you know you see these things, and here we are, you know, dissecting this just based off of one patch, and you know that's that's the fun of Star Wars podcasting and speculating. We're we're entitled to do that. That's because- definitely a Wookiee. There's no doubt. Yeah. There is no and doubt. And that's definitely a Gamorrean guard. Yeah. So, and I, I don't know what's in the background, but Boba Fett looks pretty busy. So it's, it, it almost reminds me of that scene that they showed they, that's in the first episode of Mandalorian where he's facing off and he's like, I like those odds facing off against sur- all the stormtroopers. Storm yeah. And he's surrounded. It reminds me of a little bit of that, but uh, I don't know what Buccaneer means in terms of like the pirate element of it. I mean, well, he has the ship. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, th- that's all it could be. Is His he kind of acts that way in terms of, you know, what pirates do, which is steal and and do whatever they have to do to survive, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's where Boba Fett's at. Mm-hmm. But it's very cool. Like Lacey said, it's all this stuff always makes you excited because you know there's tangible evidence that this crew has gotten their stuff, which means here's your care package. Thanks for kicking kicking it for us and doing the work. It's been and filmed. Put this it thing exists. In the yeah. 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 Yeah, man, I'm excited for that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think all that makes a lot of sense. Um, and we're, I think, excited for the show to come here in the back. Man, I'm really, I'm, I'm excited we got into that detail because I almost forgot that that I was looking at the patches. I wanted to bring that up that I that it looked like a Wookiee and a Good Morning Guard. And could this be a scene from the show? Is this like they never expected it to get out? But it's you know we were on set and this is what it was like. This is your experience. So this, you it know, could be concept art that they just that. then made a logo out of it. And, can, yeah. can we be fair? Like we, we I, I'm all about preserving secrets in Star Wars, but there has to be a line where it's like, I think it's okay if they're like, there's a Gamorrean guard in the book of Boba Fett. I've said you know it's only like character development or character appearances that then ruin the surprise for you in the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, a, they showed a, like Ahsoka. If they showed a Yoda silhouette or something in that, I'd be like. Oh. Yeah. Like if the, if baby Yoda got out, Grogu got yeah. out ahsoka getting out early that kind of stuff like ruined it for me because i remember how pumped i was for grogu to appear for the first time that that excitement or like luke skywalker that moment can never be erased from my mind it was just so epic so that's the kind of stuff that bothers me as for like sets and like hey this could be a wookie then probably not but yeah like um, Tuscan Raiders are going to be in Mandalorian season three. Like, come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are showing up in. <laughs> um, no, but speaking of um, ru- ruining it for everybody, um, <laughs> <laughs> what a segue! What a, I want to I want to talk a little a bit about this uh, this variety port that we've we've mentioned a couple times. Is that there was a very specific line that I think everybody you know snapshotted. Uh, wrote out and put the eyes and all this other stuff. And that's, uh, you know, it, it talks a little bit about um, how 
a lot of these shows, including Book of Boba Fett, is currently shooting and premiering in December, and Ahsoka, starring Rosario Dawson, and based on the character Filoni created for The Clone Wars. And then a third announced spinoff, Rangers of the New Republic, is not currently in active development. That's a big one. Now, I think we all immediately jump to it. Um, I'm going to throw it out there, too, so that you guys can shut it down there quickly. Um, Maybe this just hasn't started development yet. Um, Maybe that's, you know, Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian Season 3, and and a couple of the Ahsoka. Maybe those are like the just they're working on them currently right now. There's so many projects for these guys to do. Are they working on all of them at the same time? Or is it currently just like... We're doing a lot of this one, a medium size of this one, a little bit of this one. We haven't actually started some of these other ones yet, you know, so it's not currently in active development, but it's very likely anybody listening to this probably just goes, nope, that show is canned for very public reasons. Um, John, I'm bouncing back at you with this one. Um, what are your thoughts on Rangers of the New Republic um, not well, existing anymore? Uh, uh, well, I'll say this: If their plan was for Gina Carano to be the carrying the weight and being the lead in this show, this is a blessing in disguise, because she is not a good actor. She she played her role well, which was a small supporting part, a lot of uh, physical action, um, but you know her acting was pretty stiff. And if she was supposed to be the lead in the show, that's bad news. So I think this is a this is a good thing. Now, I agree with you. I, you know, not being in active development just means it's it's on the on the shelf right now, and it's it's on hold, it's on pause, and it's possible. You know, they've they've done so much developing it already to the point where they announced this thing. They had Kathleen Kennedy announce this thing, meaning that they had enough ready for her to be like, "Yep, this is what we are doing, and we're going to talk about it to shareholders in this big, huge event." Mm-hmm. So. Um, I don't think you just toss something like that in the garbage. So it's possible they're trying to rework it. And, you know, there's a lot of things that go through rewrites that long fabled Boba Fett movie uh, went through so many rewrites. And the Obi-Wan Kenobi series went through a lot of rewrites and Mm -hmm. stuff. And sometimes projects are like not even Star Wars. Like you you hear like people on the press tour of a movie or even like uh Ryan Reynolds with Deadpool he was trying to get that made t- 13 years ago mm-hmm. you know yeah and it's just sometimes it takes a very long time for whatever reason to get that video got all the leaked. financing backing the producers all that stuff yeah. in play i don't think this is necessarily in the garbage i just think they have to rework it and uh if if it is indeed the fact because Gina Carano is supposed to be the lead then god bless us all that's a wonderful thing because i i <laughs> I I think she was absolutely fine as Cara Dune, the supporting role in The Mandalorian. And I'm not talking about any of her personal politics or anything. That's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm talking about if she her, she could not carry a show on her own. So I, I think that would have been rough. And it was clearly set up at the end of The Mandalorian that she was being this recruiter. Her eyes were open to this new thing. And she saw something in Mayfell. She saw something in... Fennec Shan, she saw something. She's putting together a team, you know? And you saw the writing was on the wall. Like, that's not speculation. It's right there in front of us. So I, I think it's something we could see, but it's not going to be our focus right now. And that's okay because there's plenty of other shows that we could put our focus on. And if they want to bring that back, fine. If not, that's too bad. Lacey, what do you think about this news? I think that they should just give the show to Paul. 
and call it the Ranger of the New Republic. <laughs> the uh, Ranger of the New Republic. Just the one. <laughs> Maybe throw Bill Burr in from time to time. No, um, that was honestly my first reaction to this news is that in the header of the article, they have a picture of Paul. And, you know, we love Paul on the show. He's wonderful. I love Kim's convenience. It's heartbreaking that the show got canceled recently. But in the back of my mind, I was going, oh, my gosh, that means that he can do Rangers and he can do the show and do all these things. So my first reaction to this news is, but what about Paul? <laughs> like, give Paul the show then. Uh, I thought it would have been Bill Burr for you. I think Paul is a better actor than Bill Burr. No offense, Well, Bill I think Burr. Paul Sun Young Lee was supposed to be involved in this. I think he was coy with us. I'm sure he was involved sure, in some way. But I'm saying if they're reworking it, saying it's not an active development, which first of all, to me, says it's been put on hold. Like they're not even yeah. talking about it. They're trying to figure out what to do, but they're not even discussing it. That's what that means to me. It's like they literally were like, eh, I'm not touching this for right now. Uh, because no matter what they do with this project now, it's somehow tied to Cara Dune. And that's the problem. Because when all that stuff went down, the initial response was, we're not renewing her contract and she's not going to get recast because that was the big question. Are they just going to get someone else to play her? Are they going to bring in another? They're not doing it. So if they're not bringing the character back at all, if that's done, then that's still tied to this somehow. And everybody knows it. So you can't even look at the project without thinking about this other PR disaster on the side. So to me, active development, not currently active development means to me, they're putting it on hold and they're probably going to change the title and they're probably going to come up with a whole new concept that was originally supposed to be this because they're trying to get so far away from all of that that they don't want to be involved. So, yeah, yeah, this isn't in development, but something else might be with a new title and a new pro like premise and all this other stuff. Personally, my thought is give Paul a show because he's so good and wonderful and is a Star Wars fan himself and is so gracious and wonderful just give him a show. Let him go back in the X-Wing. He can come on the show and talk about it. It'll be great. Uh, but yeah, that's all I have to think about it. The other thing too mm. weird is that they didn't mention any of the other shows that they mentioned during that Disney Investor Day. They didn't mention Lando. They didn't mention all the droids stuff. What droids, mm -hmm. visions. They didn't mention any of that. So I don't know if it's because these were specifically Dave Filoni projects. Mm. Maybe. Yeah, it could be. I, I think that is because you said, uh, or it says Book of Boba Fett and it says Ahsoka. Which is Dave Filoni because the crossover. Were the three where they were all three of them together the leading up to the crossover yeah, yeah. event. Yeah. So I think you nailed it there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think everybody took this news immediately and just jumped to the, oh, you know, Gina Carano, she was fired and this was supposed to be her show. Looks like the whole thing's canned now. Um, but I think there's something very telling about that, that the way it was worded, not currently in active development. Like I, it could have said no longer in development. And I feel like that feels way different than not currently in active development. You know, yeah. that to um, me right. could say that they're literally doing active development under a new name, but they haven't released it yet. Oh, yeah, that too. Like you're leaning into the name of third and now it's been off. Rangers of the New Republic is not currently in active development. Right, but, but this other thing other is. Other shows with yeah. uh, this other entity uh, currently is. Yeah, it surprises me that when you say these three shows are supposed to cross over, um, it's almost like 
it's almost like we were going to do a Iron Man, we were going to do a Captain America, and we were going to do a Thor. Thor is no longer in a ver- in active development. So how are we leading to the Avengers? Like right because you, you need know, Thor, yeah. There's some there's something else that's missing here and in I think the story and the way they were planning all this out, there was this other arm of storytelling that was happening over here that is going to connect everything and i guess i don't know if that just means they just got rid of it and then they're just tying in the loose ends Mm -hmm. or or if they're if they're doing what you're saying and maybe they're just like i don't know we'll cross that bridge when we get to it let's work on these shows right now and then maybe we can come up with a way to tie in something else once we work it out or whatever i think they're gonna distance themselves from the name and nobody knows what the concept is, so they don't have to do that. Because they didn't ever say that Cara Dune was doing this. It was just kind of rumored nope. that it was her show. So I still think they're going to get rid of that name, put a new name on it, and be like, oh, this is the new show. Just There's to also, I mean, I don't think they will, but you, we can't rule out them recasting Cara Dune either. I think it makes sense because I don't think Cara Dune, the character, is the problem. And hey, maybe you could get a better actor in the process of recasting. Um, but yeah, I get it though. It's all about PR. And at the end of the day, there's so much stuff being tied to it and baggage that I'm sure that's what they're dealing with. But th- that's the thing. Like, we're not talking about Carrie Fisher or Harrison Ford or Ewan McGregor here. Right, it's right. Gina Carano. Right. Like, it's not. <laughs> But it's still, people were talking about it nonstop for how many weeks? Still, yeah. we're talking about I mean, now. weeks. <laughs> we we discussed this though, John, and I I I very much disagree that they would ever uh, recast that character because I I, I know what say you're saying. Would. I'm just saying we can't rule it out completely. Yeah, but as an option, I, you, and you're right. But I, I my gut tells me I'm very much on the end that they would never do that because I don't think they I, would either. I don't think any actress wants to step in and and you know tie herself to that character because of the personal politics around it and imagine the interviews so how does it feel taking over from this how does it yeah she's gonna be brought up she's gonna be compared it's just it it would be a a a mess and i i I would find it very hard he's just saying he's not saying i'm not saying that's what they're doing yeah 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 all options need to be laid out on the table. Mm-hmm. Yes. In the same way that we did it with, with Carrie Fisher as well. Like, we we're like, oh, well, what are every option? Well, they could replace her as an actress. They could fill her in with CG, you know, whatever. Kill her off before the um, movie starts. Kill yeah. her off before the, yeah. The, all, all those things I, I totally understand. Um, I mean, that that really is, that's is about as what we can say, uh, not currently in active development. And uh, I don't know. I hope we get to see the show in some way, shape, or form. Um, I was excited about the idea of it, and uh, I think we all were. So uh, let's Paul. see what happens. Yeah, call Paul. Team uh, Paul. Better call Paul. Let's, let's make that Paul. a thing. Ah! <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Wait. All right. Wait, we have to trademark that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, we got uh, one final story here for Resistance Report, and that is that there are some possible Star Wars sets spotted in the Scottish Highlands. Um, now, the thing is here is, <laughs> I don't know what's up with these. Uh, I took a look at the photo. I read the report on StarWarsNewsNet.com. It still kind of doesn't make sense to me. I see the sets, but I see people just walking around, like taking pictures of it in every angle, whatever they want. Lots of details here. 
Um, uh, and all the sets look very Star Warsy, including one that um, uh, kind of reminded me of the Battle of Hoth, and I think that was mentioned in the article as well, like that type of base construction Bunker, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And um, and so I I think this very well could be uh, more stuff for Andor. We can get into it here in a second, but I don't know. It's very odd to me that uh, that the you know sometimes they can take pictures like from a cliff or or like from really far away or something like that. Two buildings These away. pictures are yeah. all just like somebody was like, "What is this?" It seeming seems like there's like people there or whatever. Did they just abandon these for the night or something? I, I'm very confused by the story. Um, Someone Lacey, was on vacation. They just noticed it. Yeah, Lacey, any thoughts here? Uh, and then maybe we'll, because John's the Star Wars Newsnet reporter <laughs> on this. <laughs> maybe he could set us straight. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are Disney. What the hell's going on with security? Where are your security yeah. guys? <laughs> this keeps happening. Uh, also, I couldn't help but think that like the funny scenario would be that it's like a super fan building their own thing, like the guy in Russia that built a uh, Razor Crest. It's like some super fan, and all these people are like, "Look at these sets!" And it's like a guy down the street that just built these things as a passion project, and people are like mm-hmm. going crazy. But most I thought likely very not. much fan film was possible. You sure. Know? Um. I don't know. My thought is they're building a ship for some external shots. They're probably not going to do a lot of shots there. Kind of just like when they build the Millennium Falcon in certain locations. Or like the huts on Ireland. They built a couple just to get the big shots. Um, Like Jabba the huts? No, like the Jedi huts. Oh. Um... But yeah, I don't, there's nothing else to say about these except like they look like Andor. And if that's the case, like Andor is shooting everywhere. <laughs> like it yeah, is all over the place. They're doing the tour for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're like, we need a beach. And they're like, how about six beaches? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a beach right down the road. <laughs> but I remember a while ago, people were saying that they were location scouting in Scotland. I think it was on Star Wars Newsnet that they were looking into that. So it's interesting to see that come into fruition. Mm-hmm. like last summer yeah john you got anything on this story what What are you seeing um, when you see these photos yeah at very first glance when i uh saw the title image we used i was like looks like the razor crest or something right it looks like the engine or whatever now i don't know if the that's a bunker or whatever but clearly the yeah clearly the one by the town sign the the Crochin Dam or whatever that is. I know one of our listeners is going to correct my pronunciation <laughs> on that, but um, that does look like some sort of like base uh, element. So it, it's crazy because if this is certainly, you know, uh, Andor is the only Star Wars production filming in the UK right now. So if this is Star Wars, it's Andor. And man, are they putting money into this show from a physical set perspective? Like, this is like. The Last Jedi, the Rise of Skywalker yeah. type stuff, like this Solo, is big. Yeah, and and there, yeah, there's. Where was the other? Uh, there was the other. Uh, recently, someone was saying I didn't add it to the show notes, but that they were back in Black Rock Park doing filming, yes. which is That's where right. they did Ajon Kloss for Rise of Skywalker. Like they like familiar locations. Like we we know they like, like the Cardington air sheds for making big indoor sets, and they like. Um, you know, uh, Jordan, and they use that for Rogue One and Rise of Skywalker. They like going back to places that, that had, they had success filming at. So, mm-hmm. um, and it dates back to even, you know, to doing Jordan shoots for 
Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Like Kathleen Kennedy's like, oh yeah, we shot that movie there. It was incredible. You guys want to go there and do these two movies? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And so on it, Vandor, it, they shot 10 feet from the hotel because there was a blizzard. Yeah, you're just like guy. the original yeah. funny like guy <laughs> all the jokes um, no, yeah, I mean this is cool stuff you know again it's you know not big news that's why it's our last story that we're going to be really talking about but uh, it's it's fun because Star Wars is still doing the blend where they're like yeah you know we have all that new technology and stuff and everyone's you know the new the, the new pretty girl in school is the volume technology but it's cool to see these big sets and stuff and that sizzle reel that we saw at uh, that webcast thing look like those episode three on set camera stuff that George Lucas showed us where these giant hallways and giant doorways and stuff. Andor's going to be freaking big, man. Crazy. It's going to be a yeah. big, big production. So I'm, I'm the more I see stuff like that, the more excited I am. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know that there's any more to add to this. I think we pretty much covered it because it was a pretty basic uh, thing here. But, uh, but I just wanted to uh, say that that is the end for Resistance Report, uh, and uh, we're gonna wrap it up and send it to the next section, um, which is going to be just a uh, shout out to Patreon, John. Yeah, so we have um, a Patreon that basically helps keep the engine running and keep us. Uh, being able to strive to do more things here at TRB. Uh, have you seen over the years, if you go back and watch a video of ours when we started doing video, or even our audios when we first started doing it. Oh my out, gosh, two uh, years ago, I was looking through old clips, guys, because I've been building this folder of like vault clips to like yeah. go pull from time to time. First of all, we all look like babies for some reason to me. Second of all, uh, it looks- Pandemic was rough. And I've, I'm, I'm saying like, two years ago, 2019, I'm just 2018 I'm just too. But it's like funny because we're all shooting like, like here, and it's like not lit, and it it's it's a mess. But because of yeah. you, it's not a mess. Yeah, that's the thing, and you know, we're always trying to make updates. And I know a lot of people have been noticing that we're um, our our audio and our our visuals are always looking better and improving, and we're always striving to make those better. And you know, plans for events and not just celebration. We'd love to go to other con events and that have Star Wars involvement, Dragon Con, other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we like being able to do things and bring people that can't always go to these things into the experience with us. And I, I, the list can go on. But you know, we we are making updates to our Patreon page in June. You're going to see those roll out. We're going to have announcements coming soon on that. But we're always trying to make sure we let people who do support us know. This isn't just a set it and forget it Patreon thing. We do put a lot of time in and Lacey runs that page for us and does a lot of work behind the scenes. And but all three of us really do put a lot of work into making good content for you as a thank you for supporting us. We know you support us because you believe in us, but we want to make sure it, you know we thank you back. Yeah. Um, so, and it, you know, if you do want to sign up, go to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Tiers actually only start at $2 a month and you get full page access with that. And Dave, take a look. Each tier as you go up, there's more perks and benefits. We have a Discord server that people seem to really love at the tier three and up and a lot of other surprises along the way. And so usually on our Monday show, we do the Patreon pod race. This is a Thursday show. But our generals get to do that. And, you know, we always want to give them a special thank you. So I want to say a special thank you to our Patreon generals right now. And that is Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Micah Harrison, Jetta Rosewater, Michael Gaines, Kendall Gellner, Paul Olson, Jake Houchins, Jeff Connery, Oliver Lewis, Dave Hornack, Frank Grande, Ryan Wara, Haz Islam, Joe Ritchie, Darth Hurricane, Timothy Hill, 
and Val Trichkoff. Thank, Thank you. you all for all of your support. It means a great deal to us. So, um, yeah, before we get out of here, uh, any, any last things you guys want to touch on? I know it's, you know, we, uh, it's, we have, uh, the, you know, the weekend come up and stuff like that. Anything you guys are getting into? What are you guys up to lately? Anything, uh, you want to throw out there to our folks. If you guys haven't checked it out already, we did put together a uh, Why We Want to See Make Solo 2 Happen video with a bunch of you guys from the TRB community um, with your families and in cosplay and super creative videos that we threw together with Jonas at the beginning talking about how he needs us to carry the flame and keep it going. Um, please check it out. It's really cool. It's going to make you feel really good and smile and make your day because it made my day putting it together. Um, and then also I do have a Lacey's outpost up that went up about a week ago oh, um, yeah. of all the cool stuff I've gotten lately. And it's super fun. Are you going to yeah. ever do an episode of TRB with that on full time? Do you want me to put it on? I don't know. I have a ponytail on. <laughs> Can you do the rest of the show with it on? I could. I don't know if my ponytail will... I think it's going nice. to work. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. So, uh, Din Jarn, big fan. Um, <laughs> yeah. First time, long time, Din. <laughs> yeah. So glad you, you could make it out to Din? the show. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not the Buccaneer, Din? Is that what's going on? <laughs> no. That's uh, that's your good friend, Boba Fett. Um, uh, James, know, you, you you're still rocking and rolling with your Bad Batch reaction show, though. That's that's some good stuff that you're doing because they're they're not very long videos, which people like. But you're getting to the meat and potatoes of of reacting to those, and I've been enjoying those, and I know a lot of people have been. Yeah, um, I I've I like doing them. I don't like getting up at three a.m. and watching the show and having to put it all together or whatever. But I love being able to. Uh, be the person that kind of delivers the message from star Wars Newsnet, you know, kind of thing. Uh, we have yeah, written articles yeah. on the website, which is awesome. Um, and usually my reaction is paired with that. So you get like a non-spoiler review and then you get like the, the spoiler and all the details and stuff like that. And then you kind of get, um, you know, my version of it, which is going to be, uh, kind of, I would say like different from, you know, whoever's writing the spoiler review. So you're kind of getting multiple perspectives in one article. And my goal with it is to, um, sometimes I, I get kind of long winded on the episodes, but, uh, I, I want to make it clear and concise and get to the point and, but still have fun. You know, the more I talk, yeah. the more fun it is. But, uh, if you're looking for something that's just like, I want to get to the point, then it gets kind of lost in there. So I'm trying to always find the balance and it's, it's fun being able to do it. Um, yeah, it's it's been cool to see, and um, it makes me miss doing our other side stuff, like the Mando fan show and all that stuff. I can't wait to get back mm -hmm. to doing that stuff. Speaking, of, <laughs> I'm a little starstruck that Din's here as I'm talking about the Mando fan show, but yeah, uh, it's got to be done. Um, Din, you like the Mando fan show, right? I don't know. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> you can take it off. I feel bad. It's actually not that uh, bad. It's just my ponytail is making it sit awkward. I, it looks so, fine from our end. It looks fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it looks good. Um, <laughs> it looks let, like let me... Darth Vader in A New Hope when you can, this... like, if you work really hard, you can kind of see facial features. Yeah, true. In A oh, New Hope, that. you can definitely see David Oh, you Krause's need a dark eyes. saber because this just doesn't make any sense yeah. at all. This is not canon, Lacey. I do yeah. have a dark saber in the closet. Uh, you know what else um, has been fun? 
I am currently podcast. reading the next High Republic novel as they sent an early review copy. Um, so book discussions is happening. Yep. Um, book discussions is going to happen when that drops. Uh, we got a couple different ones uh, that are all coming around at the same time. Did you but say the book of over... Boba Fett? Not the book of Boba Fett, though. But uh, no, one, uh, two High Republic. Well, they're all High Republic books, but one um, uh, bigger one, one young adult, and then a preview of another one that's coming. So I can kind of get started on that one as well. But it's been kind of crazy. You know, I'm I'm excited uh, to see where the story goes after, fo- you know, following Light of the Jedi and stuff. It's, it's, it's been nice. fun. If they do a novelization of the Book of Boba Fett, will it be the Book of the Book of Boba Fett, you think? Shut up. No, it would be the Book of Boba Fett novelization, probably. Novelization. There you go. Um, all right. Well, uh, I don't have a lot going on. I've you know, got a new job, so I've been very busy with that. But I'm hoping once I get in a groove, I'm, I'm writing more, actually, in Star Wars news that I've been missing that. So I've been doing a lot of the proofing and behind Congratulations the Congratulations on your new job. Thanks. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, yeah our t-shirt sales aren't paying the mortgage. I'm so still looking for bounties, if anybody's wondering. Right. That is, yes, always. Um, getting paid in uh, what is it? A mon calamari flan? Is that what oh, the, the noise it makes when it hits the table? Mon flan. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but uh, I'm also doing uh, my other movie podcast, just like the movies with uh, my best friend Mike, and uh, we just did Jurassic Park. So for people yeah, but who it's, like, it's uh, not out yet, is it? It uh, it it came out Tuesday. Came out t- Tuesday. Okay, so I'm behind. Then I haven't. Yeah. I haven't well, been two checking. days ago. Came out. Came you're out not, two days ago. You're not on notifications, but you're on constant check back. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go, John. Uh, so yeah. So check that out if you can. We appreciate it on uh, all uh, audio podcast platforms. If you like hearing me talk about other movies, but and my friend Mike, who's who's funnier than I am, if you can even imagine that's possible. Uh, no, you can't. Yes, you can. All right. Uh, we want to thank everybody for listening and watching and being a part of uh, the resistance. We kind of just did our plugs there. So you have at Lacey Gillerin, Twitter and Instagram, at Myra Trunks, Twitter and Instagram, at Johnny Hoey, just Twitter. I'm on Instagram sometimes, but not really. Uh, make sure you do subscribe to Star Wars News Net like we've been talking about. Not subscribe, but you know, make sure you go to the site every day mm-hmm. for all of your news reviews, editorial information, and more. Um, YouTube.com slash Star Wars News Net videos is where you watch all these videos we've been talking about. The unboxings, the Lacey's Outpost, James's book discussions, the uh, reaction shows, all that stuff. And this show here, because you get to see Lacey wearing a helmet. If you're listening to the audio version, you don't get to absorb that entertainment Mm -hmm. but of course our most of our audience is audio so all of your podcast apps for the resistance broadcast spotify apple podcasts soundcloud uh, is a big one for us amazon music and if we're not on yours let us know but uh yeah we'll we hope you have a great weekend uh this is is this memorial day weekend yes so yeah enjoy the long weekend everybody and we will be putting out an episode monday so you'll have a nice day off maybe you uh listen to the show from home or watch from home but either way we hope you have a wonderful weekend and we'll see you monday with another episode right here on the resistance broadcast we'll see you around kids